0: This is Asian Insider and I'm Nirmal Ghosh. Now, a newly identified coronavirus which started in the Chinese city of Wuhan has been spreading in China and has reached several other countries. So far, it does not seem to be as lethal as the SARS virus, which was similar and in 2003 killed almost one in 10 people it infected globally before it basically disappeared. None of us want to be considered a statistic, but at least so far, the mortality rate from this new coronavirus is far lower than that of the SARS virus, Or the MERS virus, uh, the Middle East version of SARS, if you will, which infected almost 2,500 people and led to more than 850 deaths. But this virus is transmitted from human to human. Viruses mutate and they travel as fast as humans do. So China is taking no chances. The city of Wuhan, a city of 11 million people, the entire city was placed in quarantine on the 23rd of January. That means no flights, no buses, no ferries, nothing moves in and out. And this on the eve of the Lunar New Year holiday, Chinese New Year, when up to 400 million people travel inside and in and out of China. Today I have on the line my colleague Elizabeth Law, China correspondent of The Straits Times, who is in Singapore now but was in China just a few days ago. Liz, hi, thanks for spending the time for us.
1: Hi, Namal. Thanks for having me here.
0: So Liz, the response has been much quicker than in 2003 in terms at least of determining the nature of the virus, sequencing it and so forth, sharing the information with other countries. What is your assessment on how China has handled this outbreak?
1: Well, um, I think China has handled this way better than they have during 2003. And uh, WHO has actually said that they, they have lauded China's handling of it, how they were a lot more open about um, talking about this virus, about reporting the number of um, those infected and everything. Everything happened very quick. So I think um, we can see that there has been an improvement from uh, what what we saw in 2003. Now, um, I suppose at the same time, because of the way information is flowing now, everybody has a smartphone. I mean, if I had a family member who were infected and the government, I found out that the government was trying to cover it up, of course I could post it on social media and people would find out. So I think the, the government also realizes that there's very little uh, for them to gain by trying to cover this up. Of course, it, it has led to uh, people getting quite worried, especially ahead of this uh, big travel season. Uh, but uh-huh. I think it is necessary. and. And this lockdown that that you mentioned, obviously, that has to be in place. Um, one challenge that some experts I spoke to said that is different between now and SARS is the fact simply that people travel a lot more these days. Air travel is so much cheaper. Everyone, uh, the world is so much more connected than it was in two thousand three. It's so much che- more, much cheaper to be to go somewhere else and to and to visit some other place. So, uh, because of that obviously the, the virus travels much more easily. We've just heard earlier this week that the US has seen its first case and I think that is the first case out of Asia as well, which which just again goes to show, I mean, how quickly all this can travel along with people.
0: Precisely. And what is the public mm. mood in China? So, Okay, first mm. of all, what are you hearing from Wuhan? And then could you give us also a sense of what the public mood is mm. in, in other big cities like Beijing, Shanghai right. and, and, and so mm. forth?
1: Right. So I visited Wuhan um, earlier this month. This was before any of the deaths had been reported. The case number of cases was still quite low, and um, at the time, people seemed a little bit, uh, I would say, nonchalant about it. Um, they mm-hmm. they said that basically, this is this is just um, the seasonal flu. People. Um, you, Everyone might be overreacting a, a little bit by shutting down the market for disinfection because I mean it's just it's, it's just a seasonal flu. It happens every year during winter people get sick. and then we saw the first death start to happen uh, being reported. Of course this was someone who, who was quite ill and had some underlying uh, diseases, but mm-hmm. that was that was significant and then the number of cases started jumping and that's when mm-hmm. people started to think, hey, maybe this is something that is really quite serious. And of course, in the last week or so, we've seen a massive spike in cases um, and we've also seen more deaths are occurring. So uh, very quickly, and also, um, I think this is the part where I have to talk about how the government pushed out this information. So last weekend, we started to get a lot more mentions of this virus in official media, in government media, um, and government officials, senior government officials started talking about it. And that's when uh, people got a sense that, oh, this might actually be serious. And that's when they also started uh, to maybe panic a little bit. And people started mass buying, masks, disinfectants, uh, disinfectant Uh wipes, sanitizers and all of that. It came to a point where um, the Beijing government actually had to put out an advisory to say that anyone who is caught trying to jack up prices of face masks during this time will be dealt with quite severely. So it, it, it goes it goes to show that they realized that there was going to be a little bit of a problem. Of course, weeks ago in Hong Kong people have already swept masks off um the shelves and here in Singapore where there is quite a large um Chinese population as well, uh students or visitors, they have also been trying to buy masks to either bring home or to send home to their family members. Now, to go Mm -hmm. back to uh, Wuhan itself, so Wuhan in the last few days has been put under this lockdown where no one is allowed to go in or out of of the city unless there are extremely special circumstances. They have also said that this applies to journalists, which means that um, they are trying to keep the journalists out as well, which they say is... For your own safety, uh-huh. um, we. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna comment on that. But um, the fact is that re- there really is quite a serious lockdown. I spoke to um, a couple of people. I spoke to a Singaporean man yesterday, Eric, who says that he got one of the last tickets out uh-huh. of. Wuhan, and he's going to spend Chinese New Year in Hong Kong and Shenzhen just to monitor the situation. Uh, mm-hmm. I also spoke to um, our uh, photographer, Stringer, in Wuhan. Now, he lives there. He's a, he's a Wuhan native, and he has a wife who is pregnant. And he says that actually it really is becoming uh, a little bit stressful now because he is quite worried about what's happening. No one still knows quite exactly how it spreads. They know some somehow now it has evolved, mutated uh, if I may say, to spread from between humans. But uh-huh. is it spread through particle? Is it spread through air? Nobody, nobody knows yet. So uh, really to take precautions, he and his wife are actually not going to go for their family reunion dinner this Chinese New Year, which actually is very significant because it, this is their first child and it's the first grandchild in the family. So for them to not join the rest of the family in a big celebration, it really shows how how concerned they are and it's and really it is quite heartbreaking
0: very very and uh, millions of families affected There must be a source mm-hmm. of great worry out there so me so you know we use the term lockdown and media headlines talk of this lockdown but these lockdowns are never actually perfect i mean this is a huge city right how uh, that is it
1: well it is. It is a huge city, but at the same time, I think we have to put this in perspective. That the Chinese government is very good at um, enforcing this this sort of lockdowns. And if and if they if they want to do it, don't forget they. It's not just about having um, the manpower and the boots on the ground to be able to enforce this. They they of course do have a lot. They can call it the military if they if they want to. They also do have very good surveillance technology, which also will help in in uh and in, in enforcing this lockdown. So I'm. Uh, of course, we've seen images of uh, police officers being bused into the airport to shut down the airport. Uh, they've uh-huh. set up roadblocks across the entire city uh, and all major roads leading in, into Wuhan city. So um, we may not we may not see it yet, but I'm I'm very sure that they will be able to control this quite well. And of course, this has uh-huh. also been. Um, this has also been spread to a few other cities surrounding Wuhan as well, uh, in varying right. degrees. So, I mean, we have some where they are simply saying that okay, public transport is not going to be, uh, it's not going to be active. We the railway stations are all shut, and there are other cities where they are where they are having maybe a slightly more um, serious lockdown where they are saying that okay, no one is allowed to move in and out as well.
0: Uh-huh. Basically limiting human-to-human contact. So what are the economic consequences, of? do you think, for the region? Uh, any impact in Singapore? I'm sure flights must have been mm.
1: cancelled. Mm. Um, well, we, we don't have the full numbers yet. And I think for, for, Sing- for Singapore per se, I, I would imagine, because Singapore is the third most popular destination for Chinese tourists during this travel season. After Japan and Thailand, uh, I imagine that a, a lot uh, less of them would want would want to come. We ju- we've just found out that the first Singapore's first infected case was a, was a Wuhan tourist who was in uh, the Shangala Hotel in on Sentosa Island. So. That has led to quite a lot of other people being concerned. But again, this this has been repeated in uh, cities, in major cities around the region as well. And don't forget, this is a region that is also uh, somewhat reeling from effects of what seven months of protests in uh, Hong in Hong Kong, and that has had that has had quite a major um, ripple effect throughout the region because of it being such a huge financial hub. So I think the economic impact would be fairly significant because Chinese tourists are such a large source of income uh, throughout this entire area. But I think to understand what the full effects are, we need a little bit more time. Uh, and we, and we have to see which
0: direction it, this goes in, how, what, the, what the virus does. Does it stay contained mm. or does it break out?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. But I, I, I suppose at the same time, there are some who are suggesting that the protests in Hong Kong might actually... This virus is actually going to put a dent in the protest movement in Hong Kong because this also means that people are now a little bit more worried about gathering in large crowds and it might actually go some way to uh, keeping people... Indoors.
0: That that would be very interesting indeed. I mean, one hopes yeah. it doesn't turn into a disaster. But I remember the disaster, the tsunami disaster, made a difference in places like Aceh and Sri Lanka because you know to the the conflicts over there in those places. So anyway, uh, one last quick question. If you have say thirty seconds more, you know, SARS originated in animals, and this one appears to have done so as well. Is there any chatter in China on social media? Are people making the connection, talking about, you know, the 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 range of wildlife, exotic wildlife, for example, which is available in markets, which increases the, the, the risk of the zoonotic diseases breaking out, a virus breaking out? Is this going to make a difference, do you think, in the way China regulates markets?
1: Well, I mean, the Wuhan government has already said that they're going to regulate the wildlife trade. They are going to clamp down on it basically. Uh, banning the entire wildlife trade in Wuhan City. Uh, if It is definitely proof that it is from a wild animal. Definitely they, it should be rolled out throughout the rest of China. But at the same time whether or not this is going to work in the long term is where I have my doubts because uh, this happened during SARS as well. They, they said that they understood that this came from an animal and maybe it could be enforced for a couple of months, years, and then it comes back. Because uh, what people don't quite realize or we forget is that very deeply ingrained in the Chinese culture is this idea that uh, eating a sort of exotic animal and wild animal parts—that is very very deeply it goes way back in Chinese culture thousands of years in fact in the very first compendium of Chinese medicine herbs and and sort of things that Uh, the first ever Chinese medical book called Ben Chao Gang Mu. In it, it really mentions uh, mentions all the different herbs that we know today, and it mentions ingredients like bear's gall, uh, it mentions ingredients like uh, uh, bear's paw, tiger gall, bladder, and and things like that. So people do think that if the ancient people thought that this was good enough for them, why should I change it? This is, this is part of my culture and I should embrace it. So whether or not that attitude can be changed, I think it really depends on the, the will of the Chinese government. But that being said, again, whenever the Chinese government wants to do something, I have no doubt that they would be able to enforce it quite strongly.
0: Liz, thanks a lot for your time and good luck. Stay well and Gong Si fa chai.
1: Thank you, Nirma. Gong Si fa chai.
0: So we are at a critical stage in containing this new coronavirus, which has emerged. Whether it mutates, whether it travels, whether China has been able to contain it or will be able to contain it, whether the checks at airports in the region, airports on the West Coast of the United States are effective enough, that remains to be seen. This virus is very tricky. The symptoms are simply pneumonia. Sometimes people don't even get fever. So it is masked by other other symptoms like a cough or a sore throat or a sniffles or something like that so it's extremely tricky virus but let's see what the results are in wuhan and in china in general for asian insider i'm nirmal kosh